Hello, this is Brian Bullington, and I am pastor of New Song Family Church in Ventuk, Namibia. I'm so glad that you have joined us today, and it's my prayer that this podcast message will help you to grow closer to Jesus as you walk daily with Him. Good morning, church family. It's uh, good to be with you this morning. Unfortunately, not in person, but at least we are able to gather online this morning. Um, It has been quite a week, and I have a feeling it's going to be quite a few more weeks ahead. But uh, we we, uh, rejoice in celebrating the fact that that nothing catches God by surprise and that we are able to get through each day uh, with Him and through His grace and and through His peace. So before we continue and and, and look at the book of Galatians, let's uh, let's close our eyes in a word of prayer. Father God, I I thank you for this morning. Father, I thank you that that we can gather together uh, over, over the internet and that even though we are not meeting in person, that we can still discover... Uh, new things about you, Father, and, and just have an understanding of how you want us to live our lives. Lord, I thank you that um, that our relationship with you is secure, and I thank you that um, that it is only because of what you've done for us that we are able to have eternal life. Lord, I, I pray that this week ahead, that uh, everybody that has to make decisions and figure things out, that you'll give us the wisdom and the insight that we need. Father, I thank you that we can come to you with our our problems and our celebrations, and that, that there's nothing too small. Lord, I, I don't think my mind fully grasps the, the enormity of that, that a living God cares about the small details of my life. But I thank you that you do. And Father, I pray that as we have a look at uh, your word in the book of Galatians, that we'll be, have our hearts open to you and, and um, that we will discover uh, the, the joy of knowing who you are. Father, we commit this morning to you, we commit this week to you, and we thank you for your love and your grace. Amen. So today, we are continuing in the book of Galatians, and as you know, uh, we've been doing the book of Galatians for the last uh, quite a few weeks now, and the whole series is called, What Do You Know? Because the theory behind it is that if we know, then we will act, or that's the idea behind it. And so today, we are going to be looking at Galatians chapter 5, verse 6, but before we get there, I want to tell you a story about the day my life changed. So on the 23rd of March, 12 years ago, my life totally changed. And the things that I thought were important weren't as important anymore. And new things gained more importance. So in the morning, um, I was at the hospital with my sister. And my sister had a C-section. And this little baby was put into my arms. Now, you know those people that say babies are cute and so beautiful and just the miracle of life? I agree with the miracle of life part. The cute and the beautiful part, not so much. So, so even though my niece is this beautiful um, cutie pie in my eyes, she's blonde, blue eyes, dimples, she wasn't that cute when she was born, right? So there was nothing about her that was cute. But I remember holding her in my arms and I just, I just broke down in tears. Because all of a sudden, things that were important to me weren't as important. What was important was this, this little life, this little niece of mine. And what's interesting is that she didn't do anything to earn my love. She didn't um, make me coffee. She didn't tell me how awesome I was. Uh, she basically did zero. And my love for her was instantly there. And it was because of this relationship that I had with her. And so it's incredible how um, you can have such deep love and and person doesn't need to earn it. I remember I had the, the privilege of looking after my grandmother who raised, I think, for the first four years of my life. I used to go to her every, 
every holiday, every school holiday, she lived in Ludwitz. I was in Walfus Bay, and and um, it, it was it was a, a well-known fact. And please note the word fact that I was the favorite grandchild. There's no doubt about that. I was the oldest grandchild. And so I automatically was the favorite grandchild because of how cute I was as well. And so I had the privilege of, of looking after her for about the year before she died. And I remember right towards the end, uh, she wasn't remembering things so well anymore. And, and people, and I think it must have been about the week before she died. And I was sitting next to her bed one night, quite late, with just the, the bedside lamp on. And she opened her eyes and she, she looked at me and she said, Now who are you? So I said, I'm Tippy. So that was my nickname during, uh, by my grandmother. I'm Tippy. And then being the smart Eric I am, I said, I'm Tippy, your, your favorite grandchild. And she said, Ah, oh, so that's why I love you. <laughs> and what was so interesting is that she said she loved me even though she didn't know who I was. Um, that she, she saw me and felt this love for me. I'm trying not to cry about that. But you see that, that this love um, expresses itself. And seriously? Am I seriously? Okay. Hold on, guys. I'll be with you in a second. Just need to air out the eyes. Okay, we're good. We, let's continue. Um, and so, due to a relationship, um, there was love. Such incredible love. And it wasn't earned. Um, it was just there because of who I was and because of who my niece is and because of, of who my grandmother was. And so we see that, that this love also expresses itself in action. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. So the book of Galatians, which is actually such an incredible book. Um, I, obviously in preparing this message, I, I spent more time in just um, reading and, and meditating on it. And, and I think that it's the most incredible message of, of the gospel, of uh, what Jesus did for us and the life that we are called to live. I know that we always tell new believers um, to read the book of John, or for those that are looking to become believers, to read the book of John to discover who, who Jesus is. But the book of Galatians is just absolutely incredible. And so the book of Galatians was written to a group of believers um, who were being told by, I never know how to say this, a bunch of people called, you see, I'm not even going to try and say it, okay? But a bunch of people who had told them that to actually be saved, they need to be circumcised. And they need to follow the law of Moses. And so what's happening here is that Paul is writing to them and trying to correct this thinking that they have. And so this is what Galatians 5, 6 says. It says, for in Christ Jesus, <laughs> neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. We're not going to dwell there. We're going to move on. And it says, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. And so what he's saying to them is that it's not what we do that that gives us salvation. It's from the very the very um, act of Jesus Christ, what He did for us. And so, when you have a look at the Old Testament, and, and there are many people that have a look at the Old Testament, and they they the purpose of the Old Testament, or especially the laws, were given to show that we on our own could never ever ever be perfect, that we on our own could not earn salvation. It was all the laws in place. And if you broke even one, you were considered sinful. And so that was kind of the, old, the purpose of the Old Testament is to show that it is only through Christ, only through Christ, that we can ever receive salvation. So do you see the difference between earning salvation and receiving salvation? So the Old Testament and the laws are there to show us that 
if you have to do every single one of them, you're still not all the way there because even by a thought, you would have broken a law. The New Testament, which is Jesus coming, fulfills all the law and through him, we receive salvation. Now, it's very interesting is we have our own version of that in the, in, during the time that Galatians was written, it was about whether you had to be circumcised or, or uncircumcised. But nowadays, we have different forms of that. People say, uh, you need Jesus and you need to be baptized, either as an infant or as an adult. You need to be confirmed. You need to give at least 10% of your tithing or you need to be a member of a church. Those are the things. And only once you do that, only then will you have salvation. 1 John 5 verse 12 says, He who has the Son has eternal life. He who does not have the Son does not have eternal life. And you see, any time that anybody comes to you and says to receive salvation, you need Jesus and there already you know that it is not scriptural. Jesus says while he's on the cross, he says to the thief, Next to him, who recognizes who he is, he says to him, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. Now that thief didn't get off the cross, he didn't, you know, go be baptized, he wasn't confirmed, he didn't go offer sacrifices. No. He believed and trusted uh, in who Jesus was. And through that very act of faith, he was saved. The next verse, the verse that we're going to be looking at says, The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. So that first, those first four words, just kidding, those first five words that say the only thing that counts. Now, those are kind of dangerous words. So as you know, I work at St. George's and uh, currently we're trying to get our grade 11s and 12s ready for their final exams. And I was thinking about this the other day, is that basically your final exam is the culmination of grade 1 all the way to grade 12. In one single exam you get your results and that's the only thing that counts you can't go to university and say look in grade 7 I got the best listener award you can't go somewhere and say but look in grade 11 I was the sportsman of the year that might count in your favor but what universities and what places want to see is they want to see your certificate what were your marks and so such pressure for our students but it's the only thing that counts is that that uh, certificate. So even if you apply with your mock exams, they want to see your finals. And so when the scripture says the only thing that counts, my ears go, huh? Because you know that we are, that this is an important fact, that everything hinges on this. And then it says, the only thing that counts is faith. Okay. Faith in what? Faith in who? And so we read in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 and it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So as you know, uh, I have a dog, a very cute dog, a very lively dog. And on Wednesday of this week, um, uh, friends of mine who I love dearly uh, arranged to have all my trees cut uh, because apparently I'm not a gardener. I don't ever pretend to be. Uh, the only plants that I will ever keep alive are plastic ones. Um, I was once house sitting for someone and the first time they asked me to look after their dogs and their garden. The second time they just asked me to look after their dogs. So that should tell you something. So these friends of mine were um, were cutting the trees and so we had arranged, uh, the, I had uh, the cleaning lady here and so we had arranged for the, for the dog to, for my dog Hope to stay inside. 
so all goes well and and you know the they're cutting the trees everything is going out and just before I come home on my way home I get a phone call saying uh, hope is missing so I'm going oh, okay okay so I come in uh, I come and look in the house I don't see her uh, in the meantime my friends are everywhere looking everybody has dispersed looking for this 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 little dog and um, I start driving around and I'm looking I'm looking at every up every driveway I'm trying to see who looks like they have a dog um, and so I drive around I find nothing so I decide I'll come back and look in the house once more so so I go looking around and I'd really checked in the garage and so this time I opened the garage again called her called her and then I kind of just glanced up and you see I have a little bit of I have a loft that has these very steep stairs up to them and what my sweet dog had done was instead of running out the gate she ran up the stairs and was stuck in the loft and so every time we called her she didn't make a sound and the only way that I saw her was with her little nose sticking out so you can imagine the relief that we all felt uh, with her being found and so when I when I read in Jeremiah 29 verse 13 where God says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. While I was looking for my dog, I had this moment of going, okay, I know that my number is, is on her tag, but what if somebody's taken her? Then I'll never find her. And that was a moment of, of where your heart just, you know, I, I really love my dog, where your heart just turns. And so when I read scripture, where it tells me and assures me that if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. And so that faith that we have is, is not in an airy-fairy concept. It's in God who says, seek me and you will find me. And that is a huge comfort to me. Our faith is not in something, uh, in, not in something that, um, that cannot be found. Our faith is in God. Our faith is in His Son, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins and rose again. And who has given us salvation through faith in Him. Here comes the next part. So I don't know if you've ever heard that joke about a man, a believer, who was in a town that was busy flooding. And so he climbed onto his roof. He said, God, I have faith that you will save me. And so while he's sitting there, a rowboat comes past and comes, jump on, jump on, we'll save you. And the guy says, it's okay. I've got faith in God. He will save me. So the waters keep rising. And then motorboat comes past. And he's like, jump on. You're going to drown if you don't jump on. And the guy goes, it's okay. I've got faith in God that he will save me. Waters keep rising. Now it's nearly to where he's sitting. And a chopper comes over and drops down a ladder and says, climb up the ladder. And the guy goes, it's okay. I've got faith in God. He will save me. The chopper flies away. The waters rise. Unfortunately, this man drowns. He gets up to heaven. He goes to God. God, I had faith in you. Why didn't you save me? And God says, I sent you a robot a motorboat a chopper what else was i supposed to do you needed to climb on and so i'm not the best joke teller out there but when i when i listen to that or when i read that i realize that that faith is faith in action okay and so when we have a look at scripture um we see that throughout scripture faith is connected with action and and martin luther said this he said not uh, he said it is therefore faith alone which justifies and yet the faith which justifies is not alone. Let me read that again. It says, Martin Luther said, <laughs> that's my point. This is what he said. 
It is therefore faith alone which justifies. And yet the faith which justifies is not alone. So faith expresses itself. Faith expresses itself in action. And what we're reading in Galatians is that faith expresses itself through love. We read in James chapter 2 verse 18, it says the following. Now someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me, uh, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. This is the part he says, good for you. Even demons believe that and they tremble, they tremble in terror. So there's this, always this debate of, of do we do good deeds to earn salvation? And so what he's saying here is that just believing in God, saying that he exists, is not true faith. Because we read there in scripture that even, even demons do that. Okay, True faith expresses itself through love. So there's an expression. Just believing is not enough. There is an expression of faith. And I always, I always tell my, my students um, that just sleeping in a garage doesn't make you a car. And so just doing good things doesn't make you a believer. So I told you about my grandmother that I really loved. And this might surprise you, but I'm a bit of a, a smart aleck and I, and I love teasing. And so, of course, this also went through to my grandmother. And, and you know how you get older? You can't necessarily reach your toenails and, and, and you know, I'm not going to get into details. But one of the things that I would always do is I'd always cut my grandparents' toenails. But because I am who I am, it would never be simple. I would pretend to, um, like, dress up in safety gear. And so what I would do is I would get their old glasses, put on their old glasses, you know, the thick ones. I'd put on a mask. I'd have their hat, I'd put on a big jacket, I'd put on a pillow as protective gear, and then I'd venture out with gloves saying, I'm ready. And that was my way of loving my grandparents, but also teasing them and harassing them, because that's, that's how I am. But that is what I did with my grandmother, because I adored her. And so I showed her my love in action. Because of my relationship with her, I... I I made sure she knew how much I loved it. As a matter of fact, when she was on a wheelchair, um, just because she couldn't walk long distances, I would pop wheelies. But before you say anything, they were just gentle wheelies. and She never got hurt. Um, I was a bit of a smart aleck. I was much younger then. But she would always laugh. And, and that, was, that was my role, was to bring joy into her life. And so, because of my, my relationship with her, I was moved to action. If you read in, in Hebrews chapter 11, that, that famous chapter of heroes of the faith, you'll see that, that all of them do something. And we read here that faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And so when you have a look at all of those people in the book of, of Hebrews chapter 11, all of them had a faith of active, <laughs> had an active faith, not a passive faith. You read that, for example, Noah built an ark. He didn't say, I hear you, God. I'm just going to wait. He actually got around an ark. We know that Abraham, when God told him to, to go somewhere, he actually went without knowing where he was going to. That doesn't work for me. If you say I'm going somewhere, I want to know exactly where I'm going to and how long we're going to be there and how long it's going to take to get there. Okay, But Abraham, by faith, went to where he didn't even know he was going to. By faith, it says, the, the Israelites passed through the Red Sea. They didn't stay on the one side and say, I believe, I have faith. No, they actually had to walk through. Okay, By faith, 
people marched around Jericho for seven days, the Israelites. And again, there is action. And so, in faith, there is movement, there is action. And this action that we read in Galatians, this, this faith that God has saved us, that He has provided salvation, is not anything we can do. But this faith, the very fact that we have this faith, expresses itself in love. When I first became a believer, many of you know the story, I was 16 years old. And um, I, I would love to say that, you know, there was this flash of lightning and I heard God's voice. But basically, uh, someone said, if you die tonight, do you know where you will be? And I thought, huh, that's a great question. I actually don't. Maybe I should figure that out. And so then I made the decision to be a believer. So in the beginning, my relationship with God was all about what I was doing. So I've told many of you before that I, I, my, my thought at that point in time was, man, God is so lucky to have me on his team. Yeah. And so for the first quite a few years of my life, it was about working for God. Then probably when I was about 25 years old, uh, it became about a relationship. About uh, knowing that I could never earn God's love. Um, I had two dads that basically... Um, that walked out of my life and so when I read that that God was God the Father I was like hmm not so sure about this one um, but after the second phase of my Christian walk was discovering who he was to me that he was my father and the relationship I'm quite excited to say that I'm I've discovered new sides of my relationship with him where it is exactly this it's about loving people and that's what he wants me to do. It's as simple as that. Is that he, he wants me to love others the way he loves me. Now it's a very good thing that he wants me to love others the way he loves me and not the way I love him because we can all be fickle. One of my favorite verses is where he says um, that God will be faithful even when we are faithless. And so God has called us and it blows my mind. I don't understand why, but God has called each one of us, each one of us that know him. As, as Lord and Savior, to be Him to other people. One of my greatest fears in life is that people will turn away because I mess up somewhere. Because I know myself. The older I become, the more aware of how flawed I am. And so that is one of my greatest fears. But I, I also have to rest in the fact um, that people's salvation doesn't, <laughs> it's not in my hands. That all God calls me to do is to show Him to a hurting and a dying world. And so we read in, in John chapter 13, verse 35, it says, By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it says, If I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move the mountains, but I didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could, uh, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. I read that and I think about this world that we live in right now, where uh, knowledge is kind of... Um, the more you know, the higher status you have in this world. Um, I see a world where everything is recorded and everything, every good deed has to be recorded and posted. And I see that all of this, according to God's word, 
means nothing if we don't love others. One of the biggest challenges for me, and I think for the majority of, of us out there, is time. Um, we live, it seems, that time is becoming the most precious, precious asset that we have. And the way that God has asked me to love others practically is through giving them time. And so the question is, what, is, what does it look like? So to, to go through that verse again. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. So just to back it up. We have faith. We have faith that we've done nothing to earn salvation. It's only through Jesus Christ. And this faith that we have in Jesus Christ expresses itself through love. So the way I always explain to my students is, um, my mom isn't my mom because I make her a cup of coffee. By making her a cup of coffee, she doesn't become my mom. But because she is my mom, and because I love my mom, I will make her a cup of coffee because that expresses the love that I have for her. And so that is, that is what we're doing. We're not, we're not trying to earn salvation. We are not trying to earn God's love. What we are doing is because we recognize this love. I would do anything for my niece. Uh, literally anything. I, I, for my grandmother, I mean, I would go buy blouses for her from uh, what was it, Donna Claire. Um, and that would be my big thing is I'd be in Vintoko in South Africa and I'd go pick up little blouses and bring it back to Lourdes because I don't know if you know this, but Lourdes isn't quite the, the hub of Namibia. And that would be my joy. And so I would do anything for my grandmother. But it's because I loved her that this expressed itself. And so one of the, the things that I'm sure you have read before or have heard before, but I find it always uh, comes back, is if you read 1 Corinthians 13, and every time it has the word love, that you put your name in there, uh, just to as, as a little bit of a test to see, is this who I am? So I'm going to read it to you, and every time where I say the word love, put your name in there. Um, I don't think this, this isn't meant to be condemning at all. I think it's just kind of a self-check. And so it goes, love is patient and kind. So in other words, Sibylla is patient and kind. Hmm, have to think about that one. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. That's a little bit hard for me because as a German, I always think my way is right. But that's not the case. It says, it does not demand its own way. Love is not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wronged. Yeah, I think we as women have to work on that one because I can remember way back, okay? But that could just be me. And then it says, It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Right now we live in a world where that's the big battle, is, is truth. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. I know that if I put my name in there, there's some areas where I can go, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. But there are other areas where I know that God is calling me to work on that. And so my, my challenge for each one of us, including myself, is that this week, that we make the effort um, to show the love that God has for us in a very practical way. That we express this faith through loving others. And so my challenge is this, that you do one practical thing this week one practical thing of loving someone um, and, and the reality is we know that there are some people that are easier to love than others okay so what I'm challenge, challenging you with and for myself is that oh man the Lord just brought somebody to mind yeah so what my challenge is is that 
you reach out and love someone where it doesn't necessarily come naturally to you where where it is actually a, a an an act of the will to love those that God loves and then if you do that just one practical way message either Brian Dana Rico or myself not and and it's not to um, to boast in your achievement not a, that's not what I'm saying it's just to that accountability um, to share one practical thing that you have done this week this coming week of where where you have expressed your faith in love Church family, um, I do not say these words lightly uh, because I, I know God is going to call me very high to, to that standard as well. But when you look around in this world, there is so much hate right now and there is so much violence and there is so much debate about what is true. And the only thing that can cut through all of that is the love that God has for each one of us. And so I want to challenge each one of us that we will practically be the love that God has uh, for each person. Church family, I, I thank you for the time. I thank you for listening. I'm very excited um, that God calls us on this journey. I think it's a, a, a good journey. I think sometimes it's difficult, but what a journey to be on and what a journey to be on with him. Let's pray. Father God, I, I thank you that your word is actually so clear. Lord, that, that you say that, um, that you give us the gift of salvation and because of that, we love others. Lord, I, I thank you for our church family. And I know that there are many that are in difficult situations right now and circumstances. And I thank you that you speak to us individually, that through the Holy Spirit, we can hear you. So Lord, I ask for each person hearing this message, that you will show each one of us a practical way to love throughout this week. Lord, uh, challenge us and, and oh man, I, <laughs> I know that, that you are true to your word and, and you will do so. But I, I thank you for that love that you have. And I, I dedicate uh, this week to you, Father. May, may your name go out loud and strong. This is Rico Vecca, and I'm also a pastor at New Song Family Church. I want to thank you for listening to this message today. And it is my hope that you will join us again for another New Song Family Church podcast.